0: What is up everyone? It is Shavi here, your official and fighter for tonight's episode of the branded MMA show. Tonight's episode is a non-title episode of the branded MMA show. So we can probably expect 3 10-minute rounds tonight, maybe maybe even less. I think we could see a finish tonight due to the quality of this fight night card. Mac, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this is um, you know, this is a good card, so uh i I don't know about um i don't know i don't know about the main event i think this is uh it it could be lopsided but you know tiago certainly has a shot so um we'll see here but uh uh, this is a really good card i mean there's ranked people um which is more
0: more than what we can say for other fight night cards
1: oh absolutely this is a phenomenal fight night card for sure um i mean this card is just as good as as the pay-per-view uh last weekend it really (laughs) is
0: I, I will say I am excited to see Marlon Moraes fight. This main event is intriguing. I like seeing Khalil Roundtree, Drew Dober, and Alex Pereira, a guy that I've been high on since he f- made his UFC debut back at 268. So, I mean, th- some may see it as a hot take. I'm going to co-sign it and notarize it. I am a notary. That is not a joke. I am officially a notary in the state of Ohio. I am notarizing Max Take this card just as good as a pay-per-view last weekend. So let's just get right into the main event, Mac. Yeah. Like you said, Tiago Santos, quite the big underdog here to Magomed Ankalif, which I think I screwed that up last time I said it, right? So I said it wrong again. Uh
1: yeah, I think it's An- Ank Ankalev. I think it's Akhalev.
0: Okay, Ankalev. Akalev.
1: Yeah,
0: Akhalev. Okay, so the N is silent for the people wondering yeah. at home, right?
1: That's that's a weird yep.
0: place to put a silent N. But anyways, maybe, not silent. maybe it isn't. I tell you what, though, I won't be silent in saying that I'm gonna ride with Thiago Santos this weekend. It's a five versus six matchup, and the five is quite the underdog in here. Santos is logging in as a plus four oh five underdog to Magomed's minus five sixty five. Mac, I'm gonna let you go first. Who who do you got? I think I have a good idea, but I'll let the people know who who is winning this main event this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean these uh, these odds are crazy. I mean Tiago is, uh, you know, he he can certainly shut your lights off, but um, Magomed Ankalov is uh, super good. Um, he is another Dagestani um, this time in the light heavyweight division, and he's only 29. And um, he has won. He lost his UFC de- UFC debut, um, and he hasn't looked back since. He lost that to Paul Craig, got caught in a triangle uh, choke. Um, Literally, I think it, there was one second left, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So he got caught in that. And ever since then, like I said, he hasn't looked back. He has a few finishes and uh, just a few um, un- unanimous decision dominations. I mean, he has three performances a night since then. Um, and he has um, he has won seven in a row. Yeah, seven in a row. So yeah. this would be eight. This is certainly his toughest challenge, though. Um, you know, we all know how good Tiago Santos is. Uh, unfortunately, he he had that injury versus John Jones. He, then he had two losses in a row. He did look pretty good versus Johnny Walker last time out. Um, but, I mean, you know, Magomed isn't even comparable to Johnny Walker, uh, honestly, in terms of the skill set. Um, you know, he's yeah. going to be able to – if he can take Thiago down, um, you know, he's going to be able to dominate this fight. So Thiago's going to have to circle him and and not let him take him down, and hopefully he can land a, a shot on him. But um, I do expect Magomed to – kind of have his way with him. If he can take him down that first round for sure, uh, he's going to come out with a W here. And, and um, I think that's why the odds are so so wide here, because um, the odds of him being able to take him down are very high.
0: Right. It's just <clears throat> for the people wondering here, yeah, Santos can catch him on the feet. Like Max said, he's just got to keep circling and stay away from that that takedown offense there of Magomed. But the the odds are so far away because he – Magomed has so many ways he's he could win this fight. Like Max said, he could take him on the ground, beat him out, grind out a decision, maybe throw him in a sub. Whereas Santos it seems like the the key path for him to victory is going to be landing that knockout blow. And you're not going to see the odds makers typically, you know, make the make the line on the fight based off of oh this guy can land one punch at one time, even though he's thoroughly outmatched. I mean, so if if you're one of those people that think Santos is going to catch him no harm no foul i'm putting a little bit of money on santos here because that's i mean that is the only way he's going to win this fight and if you think it's possible why not try to make a little money off of it because the odds are so astronomically in magomed's favor that you you a little bet could net you some decent money on saturday if you're riding with santos
1: yeah absolutely um no you could definitely make a lot of money if you if you ride with santos um i mean you could have you know it, it is kind of, it's sort of like the masvidal Covington situation where it's like you know he really just has a puncher's chance it seems like you know with those you know if he can keep stay on the feet but um i just don't see it man i think i think magomed's going to have his have his way with him here
0: no it, it's definitely plausible that magomed just you know 50 43s them or gets a finish there in, in the fight but for some reason i just think santos he's going to want to come out and I don't think it's really any fault of his through his last fight that was kind of a, a dud uh, against Johnny Walker. I mean, I think Johnny fought a very timid fight, and there wasn't really a lot for for Santos to do. So I, th- I think he's going to come out with something to prove here. I mean, everything is telling me Magomed's going to win, but I just have this feeling that Santos comes in with, with something to prove. Not that Magomed won't either, but I just think Santos comes in and, with a chip on his shoulder, and I think he reminds Magomed there's levels to this here before you get into that. To that top yeah. five of the
1: division, yeah. There's certainly levels to it. I mean, you know, like I said, this is his toughest opponent for sure. Um, you know, Ti was number five for a reason. Um, but yeah, it, you know, this this has a chance to be a really good fight. Um, and I think this is, you know, this is Magomed's coming out party for sure. Uh, first main event, um, I believe so. Um, and versus a high profile opponent as well.
0: Yeah, it definitely it definitely could be the Magomed. Uh, what's the what, what, what's the word? Uh, coronation? It could be his coronation here. I think that's the word I'm looking for. But I tell you what, I mean, if Magomed, let's say he does win on Saturday, which, I mean, the odds and Mac will tell you that's most likely to happen. I'm I'm excited if he does, again, because I, I want Santos to win. But if Magomed does win, I think down the road, a fight with him and Yuri would be quite interesting. I, I mean, because... <sighs> The the nice thing about seeing someone rise up the rankings and, and become fresh blood in the in the division now that is 205 is that we're not gonna see them run into a buzzsaw that is John Jones. I mean, before you saw a person come up and you're just like, Oh, they're eventually gonna lose to John Jones. I mean, it was even the same when Anderson Silva was around, GSP, those guys. So it's kind of nice. I mean, even if I I, I don't want Magomed to win, I, I'm rooting for Santos, but if he does, I'm like, hey, at least we know. But this guy could possibly give trouble to the champion, whoever that is, at the top of the 205 food chain as compared to before. Where it was just like, OK, good for him. But he's going to get thrown to the wolves when he fights for the title.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, and uh, we will see Magomed versus uh, Yuri at some point. Um, I don't know when, but I would imagine that happens in the next two years. Absolutely. Maybe in the next year. Um, and that fight would be absolute chaos I, I believe that fight will be for the title um we will see those two fight for the title i, I can almost guarantee it um and, and that yeah. that really could happen by the end of the year um if yuri can can win the title um maybe and maybe by the end of the year i'd say probably probably next year um but man that, say- that, that that's an absolutely crazy fight and um i've been riding yuri for a long time so i, I think i would have to ride with yuri there
0: I mean, I think I, I would, too, after he proved me wrong against Dominic Reyes. So he's so good.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a an killer chaos.
0: But I just love how we're already talking in the, in the future tense that Yuri is the 205 champion. Because, I mean, obviously Glover Teixeira came out and proved, hey, I still got this when he beat Jan Blachowicz for the title. But, man, is Yuri such a buzzsaw for Glover. I, I almost, not to preview that, that fight, I and mean, we'll preview it when it happens but I almost see like a rumble Johnson Glover to share remix here where I think it's just, he absolutely cleans Glover's clock early and Glover really can't recover from it and use that durability he's known for. I just think Yuri takes his head off.
1: Yeah. I think Yuri's going to take his head off as well. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Cause I think he's going to I mean, it, if Glover takes him down, then Yuri is, is in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. but, I think Yuri is, is capable of of keeping this on the feet. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to shut his lights off. Bad. Yeah,
0: I, I think I think so, too. And, you know, if if he was a clean-cut guy, this Yuri fella, you know, it wouldn't look as badass when he does knock out Glover. But this man comes in with samurai hair.
1: He's the best. I mean,
0: it, it is insane. I, I will be front row in front of my TV just – cheering, jumping up and down when Yuri does knock him out and looks like a goddamn samurai.
1: Yeah, and he, he's one of the, the most exciting um, fighters in the whole sport, in my opinion. He really is.
0: Well, yeah, I, I definitely, I'll definitely i put him up there, and he's definitely one of the more successful ones uh, as well as exciting. You know, you see some guys that just throw all caution to the wind, and, you know, it wins them some fights and it loses them some fights, and they don't really ever make any headway in a division. Yuri is, is not that type of guy. He's winning – Dominantly, violently, and most importantly, getting the W. So yeah, uh, Mohamed versus Yuri is interesting, even if I want Santos to win this weekend. So my, my official pick, I'm going to go Santos by KO. And I have to think, I don't have the prop bet in front of me, but I'd, I would think that's going to be a little less uh, on the line compared to his outright money line. So I think I'm just going to stick with the Santos money line for my official Gambling pick, but I think he gets
1: it done by KO. You're taking Santos by KO. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I'm taking Magomed. Uh, I, I think it'll be decision um, by unanimous Can we get some, score. think... Let's see some scores out of you? What are we thinking? Uh, I'll say 50 45
0: and 249 Oh, you're willing to concede a round to Santos there.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Magome gets tired or something, but yeah, other than that, um, I think it's going to be pretty uh, dominant um, performance here. All right. Well, I don't hate finish, that. Right? I, 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 I can see him getting the finish. I just don't know when.
0: I tell you what, if you knew when, I would I go straight to a bookie now and start, and start doing that if you actually knew how the fight was going to end. I wish. I would. I, wish. I would just say get off of this show right know. now. Go to Draft, FanDuel, whatever, and just put your whole savings account on to how he win the fight on Saturday. I wish it worked like that. I wish it did, too. A fight that I, I don't think we're either going to know uh, how it goes. But we are excited for it, nonetheless, is the co-main event. We have Marlon Morris, former one-time title challenger in the pantomweight division, ranked number 10 currently, taking on number 14, Song Yong Dong. Mac, you've been a, you've been a song guy for quite some time, if I remember back to the recordings of this show in the very early stages here. Now let's look at the odds here. We have excuse me here. My page is loading. There we go. We got song as, as the minus two fifty favorite against the former title challenger in Maurice. I I have a feeling you're gonna go with Song. I'm gonna go with Song as well. But in
1: case you're not, how's he see this fight playing out on Saturday? Yeah, I'm going with Song here. I think, um, yeah, I've been high on him for a long time. He is 24 years old. Um, people, people don't realize how in- insane that is to be fighting at this level. Uh, 24 years old and to be ranked um, in the top 15. I mean, he has uh, all the makings of a future world champion, and he he could, you know, he is he's multiple years away from his prime. Um, so he is not even close to his full capability uh, in that octagon, which, which makes him a very, very, very dangerous. Um, I mean, I would take him, I I think I would take him over Sean O'Malley, uh, honestly, I think he's that fucking good. And, um, this is no doubt the, the toughest fight of his career. So this is a big, um, a big step up, I would say, especially from Julio Arce, who he, uh, completely dominated in his last fight. Um, you know, Marlon is, is at a crossroads of his career. So, you know, if he loses this fight, I don't know what happens to him, but he's lost three in a row by devastating KOs, uh, absolutely devastating KOs, all three of them. So, you know, it's hard to tell where Marlon is. And um, I think he's, I think, I don't think he's won since he's went to the American top team. Um, and so I, I just don't know where his head is at. And um, yeah, I mean, Yadong should be uh, the favorite here um, at, at 24 years old, which is crazy. Uh, you know, he's fighting someone that has fought for a world title here. So um, I think Song gets it done. I think he he knocks out Marlon uh, again. That would be Marlon's fourth knockout in a row, unfortunately. Cool. And you'd have to think Marlon's done in the UFC if he gets knocked out again.
0: As sad as that is to say, because this man has one of the most violent KOs of all time in the, in the UFC against the current bantamweight champion. Put up a hell of a fight against the Hudo when they fought for the vacant bantamweight title. Yeah. Was it ba- vacant at the time? Yeah. But it was vacant at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a guy that's had a quite a fall from grace. It, it sucks to see, as someone that loved watching him in a World Series of Fighting, and you thought this guy is the next big thing at Bantamweight, and he proved it uh, a little bit. But, yeah, just what a decline. I almost think of it like uh, Thomas Almeida's decline, where, you know, obviously Marais made it to fight for the title, but Almeida was probably just as much of a dangerous striker coming in with flashy finishes and then just hit a hit a skid and just didn't recover from it.
1: Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's one of the, the, sport changes so fast. I mean, Marlon was looking like an absolute savage when he went into that, uh, Cejudo fight. Um, you know, he is, he's a, a large, uh, a very large bantam weight. He is absolutely ripped. Um, basically at zero body fat. I mean, he, he is so ripped and, um, I don't know how he makes that weight to be honest. So yeah, maybe he moves up in weight if he loses this. Um, I'm not too sure where he goes, but, um, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, he, he's lost to very good people. It's not like he's losing to Scrubs, right? You know, Corey Sandeg and right. Rob Flant, and Marab Devisha uh Um, but you know, it, it's uh you know, we'll see what happens with him. I, I think he'll drop from the rankings if he loses this. Um is he even in the rankings right now? Yeah, number uh, 10
0: right now against yeah, number 14. So 10.
1: Um, um that's right. So so he'll probably drop if he loses this, and um rightfully so, but Um, you know, he, he, I think he'll still be in the UFC if he still keeps fighting, but four knockouts in a row is, is very, very rough. That's, that's not good for your brain. Nope.
0: I tell you what, if, if he is on the verge of getting cut, if he does lose this fight on Saturday, he should just change his legal name to smile and Sam Alvey. And then he's guaranteed like eight more fights in the UFC, regardless of the outcome.
1: Can you repeat that?
0: (laughs) I said if he loses on Saturday, he should change his name to Smile and Sam Alvey, and then he's guaranteed about eight more fights in the UFC. I,
1: I think he'll still be in the UFC. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time believing they'll cut him, but um, I don't know. I'm not too sure how much money he makes. I, I can imagine it's a decent amount, but um, right. yeah, we'll see.
0: No, we'll definitely see. As for Song Yedong, he's been fighting professionally since 2013, folks. He has been fighting professionally since he was 16 years old one of the last people I can think of uh, when I think of someone that started professionally fighting in their teen before they were even an adult is Rory McDonald. So, I mean, if he can come in and be half as successful as Rory was in his initial part of his UFC run, there big things are coming for Song
1: Dong. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, he's so young that like, I, I don't want him to be rushed, but he's already beaten so many good people. Um, I mean there's nothing else to do. You know, if you beat uh Marias, he's gonna Yudong's gonna be in the top ten and uh you know it's just like it, it's crazy uh how fast he is rising. So um like I said, he, he hasn't hit his peak yet in terms of uh capability in the octagon. So um he's only gonna get better. And uh yeah, I, I don't even think it's I, I don't think it's bold to say that he would beat Sean O'Malley. Um I think he he could certainly beat him.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm a little biased being one of the number one sugar Sean O'Malley haters on this show, but I think Songa Dong would have a good chance of beating him. On to the next fight, though, because like Max said, this card is stacked. We got Sodiq Yusuf, number 12, excuse me, in the featherweight division, facing number 15, Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres. This is an interesting fight for me. I'm a big Caceres fan ever since he was on the Ultimate Fighter way back when. I believe it was St. Pierre and Koschek's season. He is the plus 190 underdog here to Sodiq Youssef, who is sitting at minus 235. And I I think I'm just rotating back and forth. You know, last fight I go with the favorite. The main event I go with the underdog. So the pattern is telling me I'm a big Caceres fan. Let's, Let's go with Alex Caceres at plus 190.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are great odds, uh, for that fight. I, I I don't think that's a bad, um, that's not a bad play. And I I love Sadiq. You this is a, this is a really fucking good fight. Another one. Um, like, I mean, this card is really just as good as last weekend. It's fucking crazy. I I paid 75 fucking dollars last weekend. Stupid ESPN. Um,
0: Uh, that's a bit much for what we got.
1: So stupid. Um, but, uh, Caceres has won five in a row. Um, not to the, I mean, he, he was beating good people, but Sadiq Yusef is certainly uh, much better than any of those guys. Um, Yusef right. is only twenty eight as well. Um, I Yusef has fought, hasn't fought in a year. I don't know if he was injured. I don't think he was. So we'll see. I, I, am actually gonna go with Yusef in this. I like Caceres' odds, um, but I'm going to go with Yusef as well.
0: I, I don't, I don't hate it. I think I just for me, I'm picking with my heart on this one, and my heart says. You're a Bruce, you're a Bruce Lee you're a fan. Stick with that. Regardless, so, I'm going to throw it out. You said this is going to be an exciting fight. I'm going to say fight of the night right here is Sodiq Yusuf versus Alex Caseras.
1: I'm going to say the ba- the co-main is the main of. Um, sorry, is the fight of the night. I, and that's I that's the
0: beauty of it. When we can look best. at a card and say, "Oh, this one's going to be fight of the night." No, this one is. That's when you know you have a good card. And this yeah, one is absolutely. free, folks. Absolutely, it is free. Oh, man. And this is I got performance of the night for this next one. Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Carl Robertson at 205 here. These guys are going to come in and try to fuck each other up, to put it bluntly. And I'm going to go – I'm going to break the pattern here. I'm going to go Roundtree at plus 105. I think a fight where both guys are looking to take each other's heads off, it's really a coin flip, and the odds are almost even telling you that. So why not ride with the dog and make a little money? I'm going to go Clear Roundtree.
1: I'm going Khalil Rountree as well. I love both these guys. Uh, Both are absolute savages. Um, Khalil did win his last fight. uh, So I I think he can get the ball rolling here. Um, I think Khalil is super underrated. Um, I'm a huge fan of his. And I think if he can just get some momentum, um, then he can make some real noise in that division. It, you know, it's not, a, it's not a very stacked division. I mean, um, you know, he can certainly get into those rankings with a couple couple knockouts in a row and, and really start making some noise there because he's, he's capable and um, I think he just needs to put, put it all together. And, um, you know, if, if he can get the second win in a row by knockout, um, then, you know, that momentum can really carry him far.
0: It definitely can I'm like you know a big Roundtree fan. I'm gonna give Carl Robertson a piece of advice though. Uh put something in the knee pads if you're wearing them on Saturday because we all know that Roundtree's last win was a TKO via oblique kick. Those that's kicks right. are horrible on the knees. So if you can avoid that and you and you could win the fight. Just avoid yeah, the oblique. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta avoid that.
0: That is that sounds like one it's of those legal. would you rather? Would you rather be in an get hit with an oblique kick or get stuck in a, a heel hook?
1: <sighs> oh, I think an oblique kick, honestly. I don't know though. The heel hook can just tear your whole fucking knee apart.
0: No, it, it can And let's say you get a guy like Kusamar Paul Harris who doesn't respect yeah. the tap and just twist it even oh. more.
1: Yeah, fuck that. Fuck. I'll tell that. you what, there,
0: there's, there's a video for anyone listening. I believe it's. Uh, Mike Brown, who is the coach of American Top Team now, former WEC featherweight champion, and he's fighting – let me look it up here – Imanari or something like that. Um, I got to look it up. There's a role named – there's a jujitsu move named after him. Um, I'm going to look it up here. Okay, I can't find it right now. Google is giving me the Bengals owner instead of him. So I'm going to say – it is a fucking gnarly knee bar that he doesn't have time to tap out of, and his knee just gets torn to shreds, and it, it's literally giving me nightmares.
1: Yeah, it's that, that gives me nightmares as well. Fuck because,
0: that. I mean, it's a very clear sign his leg got mangled. It's my biggest fear if I were to fight in the UFC. My second biggest fear would be fighting Cleo Roundtree Jr. Let's keep it on topic here, Shavi. We're moving on to the next fight here. Another good fight. Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney. Dober, not ranked right now, but he's a guy that's been around for quite some time in the UFC. He is the slight favorite at minus 175. Terrence McKinney coming in at 145. I got to ride with the dog on this one. Dober. Doberman.
1: Um, (laughs) I, uh, man, wait, what are the odds again? I don't, I don't see them here. The the Doberman. Um, um, um. Yeah, Minus one seventy five, one seventy
0: five, favorite. Gilbert
1: is the favorite.
0: Yep.
1: Oh, um, when I say I'd dog, guess,
0: I mean a literal dog, like a dog. Oh man. yeah,
1: yeah. I. Uh, man, this is a tough one. I, I think I'm gonna go with Terrence McKinney here. Um, Terrence is a, a fucking great follow on Twitter. If no one follows him, I mean he is he's fucking hilarious. Uh, he is he's a big, a really good. Um, he's really good at tweeting. Uh, for those that don't follow him, he's he's phenomenal. So I think I'm gonna go with him. He's super confident. Um and he knows what he's doing in there. And uh I mean I, I think this is probably his toughest test. Drew Dobers, no uh no walk in the park here. So um we'll see. But <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna go with McKinney. No that
0: walk was, in the That park. was a dog pun. That was a dog pun, a walk in the park. Look at you, Mac. You it, got was, it, it was a change. good
1: it was a good pun.
0: That wow, that was a great pun there. I'm I'm changing my pick. Just because of that pun. Terrence McKinney, folks. It's official. Two to nothing. Terrence McKinney wins on Saturday. Now let's get to that main card opener, folks. We're not even done previewing fights because this card is so good. Alex Pereira is the minus 180 favorite coming in against Bruno Silva in a middleweight bout. Silva is the plus 150 underdog. You know I want to see Alex Pereira win I want to see him challenge Izzy Adesanya for the title eventually. Those two have unfinished business from the glory kickboxing days. So Pereira, buy whatever he wants on Saturday.
1: Yeah, Pereira's going to get this dub. Uh, I'm hoping he does. You know, he the odds aren't that crazy. I mean, he's only a minus 170. Um, but, man, I, I, I just want this. I, I love a good um, – I just love when a good prospect is coming up through the ranks like this. And, um, you know, he's only a few fights away from getting to Izzy Adesanya. He really is. So he needs to finish him, uh, I would imagine. So, um, you know, we'll we'll look out for that. But um, if he can have another spectacular knockout, uh, that'd be a, a big win for him and, and could potentially get him into the top 15. Um, potentially, maybe not yet. That would only be two and oh in the UFC, but um, I think there's certainly a shot that he can get into the top 15 with a um, a highlight, real knockout here. And Bruno Silva is no slouch. I mean, this man has won seven in a row, uh, cool. he's three and zero in the UFC, and he's had two performances of the nights in a row. Um, so you know, those odds are, are accurate. I mean, th- this is a close fight. So, um, you know, this is not a easy fight for Pereira, but this is certainly a telling fight for him. If he can get past him, um, you know, someone that's won seven in a row, two performances and nights in a row, uh, it's a big, big win for him.
0: No, it definitely is. And it's an entertaining card in general for the main, uh, for UFC Vegas 50 this weekend, Mag, anything on the prelims that's sticking out to you that you want to talk about here before we move on to the news?
1: Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, JJ Aldridge, Jillian Robertson is not a bad fight. Miranda Maverick is on this card as well. She's only 24. She's looking for uh, a bounce back dub there. Um, but other than that, yeah, this is a, a, a really good card. Chris Motino's on this card. I think people are forgetting about Chris. Oh. Moutinho. Uh So we'll, we'll see Boston kid. Um, he's only the second fight of the night there. So, uh, we'll see what he looks like as well, but, um, yeah, great, great main card. Uh, I mean, almost, I think every fight on the main card is really, really, really good. So um, this is a a good fight night to watch.
0: No, it it really is. I mean, I think a reoccurring theme when we usually preview fight nights lately is that the fights, you know, the the top two fights are the ones that you want to tune into. This one, I think, like you said, Mac, the entire main card is stacked with good fights. And I I think you should make this appointment television if you would ever make a fight night one uh, for your viewing pleasure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: Yeah, a uh, main card here that we're going to talk about now that takes place this weekend, not as, uh, not as competitive in terms of fights because if you look at this main event, it's one of the least competitive fights I've seen sanctioned in quite some time. Of course, I'm talking about Eagle FC 46 takes place Friday, March 11th, starts at 6 p.m. This is Habib Nurmagomedov's promotion here. And... Uh, we're we're well originally, folks, we should realize here that his first two events he's put on American soil. The first one was supposed to be Tyrone Sprong versus Antonio Bigfoot Silva, which at that point held the cake for probably one of the top fights that should have never been sanctioned in American Athletic Commission history. That was scrapped. So then Habib said, No, let's run it back. I want to go for that record of a fight that shouldn't be sanctioned. And I'm still gonna get put on. And now we're getting Kevin Lee versus Diego Sanchez in the main event at 165. I get Kevin Lee kind of fizzled out of the UFC, but there is no way he should be fighting Diego Sanchez ever. That is not a competitive fight at all.
1: Um, It, it is isn't. it isn't. I mean, I, I think Diego is, is, of course, very down to just throw hands, and I think so is Kevin, so... Um, you know, I think they're going to scrap, and and I think Kevin will probably get out of there with a finish. But um, yeah, this is this is a it's an intriguing fight. Um, I, I would say it's intriguing, obviously, because both they're both big names. Um, everyone in the MMA community knows who they are, so yeah. um, it's certainly a, a good fight to put on. Um, I'm I'm actually intrigued as to see exactly what's going to happen. I'm not too sure what to expect. Um, I think Kevin will probably finish him. But um, yeah, you just never know what to expect, and we'll see what the. Um, I'm interested to see what the production looks like and all this stuff as well. Uh, I'm I'm very curious as to what this is going to look like. Cause, wait, Leon? they have put it on an event before. Eagle S. Yeah, it was a Tyrone. Tyrone That's Strong is right. That's Sir right. That's we right. Yeah. That it looked yeah, all right. It, wasn't it did look good. Away. Yeah, it, it looked okay. I mean, it's nothing. It's obviously nothing like the the UFC or even Bellator, but. Um, it's certainly good. It, it could be better. I, I don't like PFL's production at all, um, but PFL right. um, PFL's a lot of issues <laughs> they really do. Um, but yeah, I think I think Khabib can make some noise. Uh, but, you know, no one's ever going to be the UFC. Uh, no. And I think Khabib knows that as well.
0: No, I think he does. And I want to go back to what you said where this fight's competitive, but it's also not. I, I guess I just want to pick your brain real quick on that. Do you think it's because Kevin Lee's fight IQ? We've seen him kind of not fight the smartest fights. Do you think that's why it's competitive? It's just because of something Lee could do that could cost him the fight, not as much as Diego just wanting to Yeah to win.
1: Yeah, I mean he can certainly you know, he, you know, it's very easy to make a mistake. Uh or not easy, but you know, he, he's lost four of his last five and um you know, you just don't know where your head's at, you know, for, for a fight like this. And, um, you know, Diego is, is, you know, he's up there in age, he's 40 years old, he's 30 and 13. Um, But, you know, it, it's not like he, you know, he hasn't, he was not on a huge losing streak or anything. He just was kind of, you know, inconsistent with his wins and losses. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I just don't know what to think for this. I think Kevin will finish him, but um, yeah. Are, are there odds for this? Um, I can look
0: him up real quick. Let's go. I ahead. didn't see any. I I can't. I'd have to think Kevin Lee is gonna be, be a, a sizable. In. I would almost push a thousand. No. Okay, here we go. I found best fight odds. Okay, we, we got have ra- we got raped. We have Kevin Lee at a minus eight ten on five dimes, and then another one has him at minus eight hundred. Diego Sanchez is clocking in at a plus five hundred five and a plus five hundred.
1: Holy shit. Uh, Wow. Yes, Kevin's going to win.
0: Yeah, Kevin most likely going to win there. But once we have Ray to Borg sell, on this card. Ray Borg is on this card. So it's Eagle FC. That starts Friday night at 6 p.m. I would think the main card is going to start a little bit later than that. I would say probably closer to 8 or 9. But definitely interesting to check out if you got nothing going on on a Friday night. Friday night fights is never a bad thing. Let's move on here to something that's also a foregone conclusion. Uh, Kayla Harrison. She's going to win every fight from here until the end of time, until she calls it a career because she has signed a multi-year contract with the PFL. And I know people are going to shit on her for this and say, oh, she's scared to go to the UFC and make the jump. But I'm going to sit here and say, no, she's not. We sit here and we say all the time, fighters need to make more money. And she's staying in the place where she's going to make the most money. She's going to win a million dollars every year fighting in those tournaments. And she's going to take the least amount of damage. That's what we want for fighters. So I say good on her for going with the PFL.
1: Yeah, you know, it it is good for her. She got the bag. She's getting a ton of money um, and absolute a ton of money. And, um, you know, it's good for her. You know, she's, you know, one of the arguably the, the best female fighter on the planet. But I will allude to Henry Cejudo, who... Um, you know, was her Olympic teammate and, and is a good friend of hers. And, you know, he, he wasn't uh pleased with her going to the PFL. He, he thinks that she's money, she, you know, she's chasing the money. She's got the bag, which is good for her, but um, you know, she's choosing money over legacy. Uh You know, if she doesn't fight, you know, Cyborg and Amanda Nunez, you know, her legacy is not going to be bigger than either of those females Um in, in right. my opinion. And I don't, I think in most people's opinions, I mean, she's fighting people in the PFL that are, you know, five and two, uh, and, and six and three or something like that. So, you know, um, I think if she went to the UFC and even Bellator, um, you know, it's more of that's more of a legacy decision for her, um, in in my opinion. I think uh, you know, I, I don't think her legacy is gonna be what she wants it to be, which is to be the greatest of all time. You know, we'll we'll see. Maybe, maybe she leaves the PFL uh in a couple years, but um I'm not too sure how strict those contracts are. You know, maybe she's Maybe she stays there for the rest of her career, but um, you know, if she stays there for the rest of her career, she certainly is not going to be considered um, one of the greatest female fighters of all time, and, and probably not even on the Mount Rushmore of of, of women's MMA. Um, you know, no. maybe maybe if she just kept fucking demolishing everyone, but I, I doubt it. Um, you know, and you know, if, if she went to the UFC, you know, beat Amanda, beat Juliana, you know, those are those are legacy defining wins defining fights defining situations that that could elevate her to something like a mount rushmore in a lot of people's eyes in in the pfl I, that's just not possible
0: no i i agree with you there and i think to each their own i think you know some people. yeah th- it's that really
1: opinion thinking. i mean yeah, it's all opinionated. Um, I mean, you know, I I think I'd probably money chase as well. I don't want to fight the best people in the world. I want fucking money. You know, no. I, I, it is good for her. She's saving the brain damage, um, or any potential brain damage, and she's you know setting up a, a, you know, a future for her children as well.
0: Yeah, it's really one of those cases where, regardless of, I think this is you. She, there's gonna be people, people pissed about it either way, but you can't fault her for taking either or.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree. And, um, I did want to mention her interview with Ariel Hawani this week was, um, very, very cool to watch. And, uh, you know, it honestly made me, you know, pretty emotional. It's, it's a very, uh, it's a intense interview and, um, you know, she opens up about her, her past life and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, she, she's got a crazy life and a crazy career and, um, you know, you, it's hard not to be a fan of her. She's she's super awesome, and um, I, I do suggest anyone that's listening to us should listen to her on uh, Ariel Helwani, um this week.
0: Yeah, this is the one exception we will make to letting people in <laughs> on uh, recommendations of what to listen to besides us. But, folks, we'll be back on Monday night to record our UFC Vegas 50 recap. It'll be out Tuesday, and guess what? We're going to be more active on social media this week because I have some free time now. So we will get our gambling picks up Friday. We will have uh, them retweeted again on Saturday and we'll be out there going out there uh, making money. I think more for me than Mac, because I'm going to be riding with Tiago Santos and Walsh. Walsh is also a degenerate gambler. So he's either going to make money or he's going to end up sleeping under the freeway for the next couple months. (laughs) We don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll see. But uh no, it's this is a good card. I'm excited.
0: Very excited as well. Folks, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Branded MMA. For Mac, Walshy, who's not here, I am Shavi. This is the Branded MMA show. Good fight. Good night. Good night. Woo!